Counterculture Color Podcast, and this week, life sucks, because Bill Paxton is dead. Um, so we're still going to talk about comics and stuff, like uh, Paper Girls, and we're going to revisit Scurry, uh, and are all looking forward to Logan not sucking. And that's all I've got, but rip Bill Paxton. This is Nick Hemsing. And that high-energy introduction was fantastic, Nick. Loved it. Two yeah, stars. I'm going for the... Recommend. I'm, Game over, I'm man. To, Game over. I'm definitely trying to, uh, you know, set myself up for late-night jazz radio. Yeah. Oh, okay. you still haven't watched Parks and Rec. Man. No, I haven't. I'm going to beat you I'm, up, I'm, man. Because I'm a bad person. I'm going to fly out I'm a out bad person who watched it. Oh, it's because I watch what shows way past the time that we, I yeah. should jump off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like Nick just admitted he uh, a few minutes ago that he is still watching Grimm. And so he's oh, yeah. the person who is responsible for that show still being on the air. That let's let's be fair. Tire fire fair. of television. Let's be fair. My wife really liked that show. So <laughs> the, uh, um, yeah. So, yeah, we kept watching it. And we're not really good at abandoning shows. Um, even the though, opposite. Even though we don't, uh, we do we do acknowledge when shows have serious problems. Um, like that show has several serious problems. Yes, it um, does. See, I'm the opposite. The, the I'm thing... terrible at finishing shows or keeping up with shows. Like, I for two months, I thought I'd finished Luke Cage. Turned out, I only watched nine episodes. I still had like three to go. I, I you know, I I actually haven't finished Luke Cage. You know, the end of the season so forgettable that once I watched it, I remembered why I'd forgotten that I hadn't watched it. Um, <laughs> but you hadn't seen it yet. I know, but the lead up. What happens is they switch villains halfway through the season, and the second uh, villain is kind of terrible. Whereas the first villain was fantastic. I loved Cottonmouth. Uh, and Diamondback was just... Uh, it just—it was a combination of the character and the actor. He just overacted and chewed scenery in a really bad way. I haven't said... Oh, I haven't gone that far. I actually will finish it. Yeah, so I will. Uh... <laughs> yes, I—I I, I know. No, I shouldn't be stopping you because there's no way I can possibly say don't spoil it to me for for a show that you know has been out. Almost a year. Yeah, and I'm not really giving anything away. Once you see him appear on screen, you'll be like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. I did see him appear on screen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, yeah. I knew you had gotten far enough to actually see him. Mm hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. The, uh, fun. Well, the, uh, I'll catch up with it eventually. Yeah. But, uh, so I am back to producing comics again. So that's a little bit weird. I did a convention yesterday. It was, uh, Real successful. That was fun. Uh, but uh, yeah, it feels good to be producing content again. Because were you man, selling the? Were you selling uh, pieces of the new new comic? No, no, that's just online. Um, oh. I, I won't print anything of that until it's done, which I'm hoping it'll be done in May. But we'll see. Oh no, I was I was curious if you were selling your political comics. Oh no, no, I'm not. No. I don't think I'll even ever print those because they're so most of them are so time sensitive mm -hmm. that it doesn't really make sense to collect them in a book. And really, they're not something I'd 
think I care to put together. A lot of them are done quickly and just to keep myself producing stuff. And a lot of it is just like boiling over rage and frustration. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, it's total like artist self-medication. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like it makes sense. The, uh, I do, uh, like some of the, uh, I think it looks like you're having fun with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hope I don't piss off too many people. Uh, you know, it, it's really hard to go from writing mostly apolitical stuff to very much declaring I am on this side of things. And you've built up, you know, following on various social media and stuff like that and email. And then to basically start throwing this stuff at your established audience, it's it's kind of hard to know how they're going to react to it. You have a following on email? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, I have a mailing list that uh, I send out to uh, every so often. It's going to be more regular now, probably weekly, because I'm producing... You know, I, I'm posting that, to the site two to three times a week now. Is that is that a is this a mailing list? Is it kind of like some sort of time tunnel back to 1998? You know, mailing lists are still big, man. A lot of people like getting regular updates through email. So, and you know, being a web developer, I have it all automated, so I don't even have to do anything. Otherwise, I doubt I'd go through the effort. Just, just, just checking. The uh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, everybody. Uh, just, just checking. Everybody on that mailing list. Would you say, um, born in the uh, Carter administration or earlier? No, actually, it's really funny because yesterday I did a con, so I have my email sign up list there, and. Everybody who signed up, or not everybody, most people who signed up, 75% or more, were under 25. Weird, huh? And they, were, and they like respond. I, you did not they like respond, that, right? did you? And they like respond, right? They're, they're not just smiling at the old man with the mailing list? No, I don't even ask them a lot of the time. They just, they see the pad there and then it says sign up for email notifications. And they're like, yeah, I'll do that. I'm like, really? You're 22 years old. Like, seriously? I, I am the unsubscribe king. Like, oh, I, mean, just... I cannot unsubscribe from a mailing list fast enough. I don't even know if... The... Oh, yeah. there, there's one mailing list that I've stayed with. Um, and it is a... Uh, it really tells a lot about me. It's a uh, liquor store. I mean, if you know me, it totally makes sense. But that is the only one I have stuck with. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, and that's that's amazing. All I right. have unsubscribed um, from my own mailing list. Because I yeah. get annoyed that I'm receiving emails that I don't care about. I, yeah, I... Uh, I just let them fall into the junk pile. That's what I do. They just go into whatever junk folder I have, and I never go there except for when somebody something says, "Oh, I sent you this email." Oh, okay. I will now go in there and dig through the trash to find your email. Oh, I am. Um, I I work basically from a zero inbox, so I unsubscribe 
frequently because I don't want anything coming to my email that I'm not like expecting or wanting or you know basically I use it for a workflow like right now I have three emails in my inbox it's a to-do it's a to-do list and uh you know once I finish those I'll go back to zero yeah good on you I was mm -hmm. uh, I was really good at that for a while and then I started to fall back mm -hmm. and so um, my mailbox is not so clean anymore. Well, I mean, um, I, everybody says this, but it's actually true in my case, and I know it's true in Nick's case as well. Uh, I have a shit memory, like seriously, shit memory. Um, I can tell you obscure facts about Star Wars, and I can quote it all day long. Um, I can tell you my phone number from when I was six years old. But if you ask me what I was doing 20 minutes ago, don't have a clue. If you ask me what I'm supposed to be doing in 20 minutes, don't have a clue. So I've worked really hard to set up my phone with reminders and use email to remind myself to do stuff. Otherwise, I will not remember anything. Hey, hey, hey. If last week is any indication, my <laughs> memory is just fucking fine. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, welcome to last week's podcast episode, folks. Um, I'm not going to say who it was, but somebody... <laughs> forgot we were recording just entirely and somebody uh also apparently doesn't check their text messages during the weekend for like eight hours at a time um, so um the admission is this required two absolute complete fails on my part um the first one being that somehow in my brain i had told you i said oh i told him 11 when in fact i had told you uh 10 and then not only had I told you 11, but then I started doing something, lost track of time. And it was after 11 when I looked and I saw the text and I went, oh. <laughs> um, so it took two very, uh, took two steps. It was two steps to, to screw up that badly. Well done. Um, yeah, thank you. I, I mean, I try. I really do try. You, you do try. Uh, so you want to so, talk about comic books um, or something? Yeah, it's probably a good idea. Yeah. Yeah, we've been rambling about email lists and whatnot. Oh, but before we do that, um, Logan has like an insanely high Rotten Tomato score, and I am so excited for an X-Men movie for the first time since Days of Future Past. Because I, I, uh, I sure wasn't excited about Age of Apocalypse or whatever that turd fest was called. Um, it, it didn't certainly didn't get rated well. <laughs> no, I didn't even watch it in the theater. That's the first X-Men movie I haven't seen in the theater since. That's the first X-Men movie I haven't seen in the theater, actually. <laughs> Everyone dating back to 2000s X-Men I saw in the theater. I even saw Wolverine Origins. Oh, God. I didn't. I saw it, I saw it later. But, oh, God. Uh, Movie's terrible. <laughs> anyway, so the, Paper Girls. We want to talk about Paper Girls. Let's um. Well, yeah, but just say Logan. Logan looks great. Oh like, yeah, I mean, go back. That Logan Johnny Cash great. trailer um, was fucking amaze balls. Yeah, uh, it's got the right. Uh, it has a feel to it that looks looks amazing. And that, from what I've read, that feel carries over into the actual movie. It's a total western. Which I was hoping it would be because the guy who directed it, can't remember his name, did 310 to Yuma, 
which I thought was a little bit of an overrated movie, but it was good. Like a lot of people loved it. I, d I didn't love it. I thought it was good. Um, but I would definitely like to see that vibe carried over into Logan for sure. So it appears that's the case. Return to Yuma was a movie that I wanted to see, but never got around to it. I respect that it was made. It's not really my thing, but... <laughs> God, that stained. Zoolander is variation quote it just keeps on giving. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, yeah, so, um, uh, yeah, I'm looking... I'm looking forward to it. It looks great. Every trailer, it looked great. The, uh, it looks like they got the feel of it right. I mean, the, uh, it's like they finally did something with Wolverine that, uh, that makes, that fits the character with, or, or takes him somewhere as opposed to, uh, I don't know. It's kind of like something to do with that character that I, I'm actually interested in versus just another, um, you know, Wolverine slashes a bunch of people. Yeah, it seems like they took the best parts of Old Man Logan, which I realized just a couple of months ago that I had never read. Um, I thought I had. Oh, yeah. I, I think, hadn't. Huh, that's, that's odd that something, uh, a superhero comic that, that I've read before you read. Yeah, and I read it because everybody raves about it, and I didn't think it was very good. Um, like, I love the premise, but then it got I think... super comic booky in a way that I didn't feel the story really wanted to be. Yeah. I, I, uh, I it got it was way okay. too big. Like it should have yeah. been an intimate small story about Logan. And it turned into this giant, like gore fest of like traveling the country and keep getting bigger and bigger villains. And yeah, I, I just felt the story yeah, was I, so I... naturally small and they, they didn't go that way. It could have been a nice petite little story, and, and mm -hmm. it just it just blew it just blew up. And yep. Yeah, it was. Uh, they could have done a lot more with it. It was kind of disappointing um, that they. It was disappointing that they just didn't uh, let it let it grow on its own. Yeah, and it, it or, appears Logan is that small story that I I wanted Old Man Logan to be. Yeah, and so uh, it looks great. Looking forward to seeing it. Is it, what's it, what's it out? Is it out? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, no, it comes out this Friday. Is it? Okay, cool. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, the, uh, yeah, for the first time, I'm actually excited about it. I, I, I wasn't super excited about the Wolverine. The... No, I heard they were making another so... Wolverine movie. I was like, oh, really, guys? Come on. Let it go. Uh, and then... I found out it was called Logan, and then I saw that trailer, and I'm like, holy crap, full 180. All of a sudden, I was entirely is, on board with it. Which is so funny, because um, it's a... Uh, everybody involved in it, like, the... Uh, um, it's a good... The actors are great, mm -hmm. but for some reason, the product, the product has been previously not... It's just been okay, you know. The, uh, I yeah, I just, uh, uh, but yeah, finally, uh, I'm I'm glad that they're they're send going to send off that series, uh, you know, with a bang versus just a. Eh. Yep, yep, for sure. So, anyway, um, so Paper Girls, Paper Girls, okay. Here's the dish on this. In the early hours after Halloween in 1988, four 12-year-old newspaper delivery girls uncover the most important story of all time. 
suburban drama, and otherworldly mysteries collide in the smash hit series about nostalgia, first jobs, and the last days of childhood, written by Brian K. Vaughn with art by Cliff Chang. Um, you know, this is basically a female comic book version of Stranger Things. And it's not copying Stranger Things because it actually released well before Stranger Things did. But um, it, if you like Stranger Things, you're going to probably like Paper Girls. Um, <clears throat> I'd say the uh, I would say that this comic is is worse for Stranger Things having existed. No, uh, but the timing think, is a little bit unfortunate. Yeah. You know, um, I, I don't well, think Stranger Things... I don't think Stranger Things helped it. No, because the Stranger Things is so incredibly well done. Yeah. The, yep. uh, and this comic is, oh, comic is okay. Um, and being in some of the same... You know, in... The same... Uh, I would say being in the same... Uh, realm of comparison is not some place that this comic wants to be with stranger things no be just be, um, and that's solely because stranger things is so good yeah this i mean i think the uh this comic is was good the less weird it was um and the more weird it was the more it started to feel like some other uh, uh some other comics mm-hmm um, mainly because um, the when the adversaries pop out and they're so outlandish, um, it's the I mean the first like it's like the first part of the the first part of the mystery is not is is uh, palatable. I mean it's something that you're like okay I can I can go with this, but then when the second part of it comes out and then when things start flying in, that's when. Uh, I'm, I started to go, you guys went a bit too far. <laughs> yeah, that's where um, uh, it started losing me a little bit as well. Um, Brian K. Vaughn, who wrote this, uh, also did Saga, and he's done a, a lot of other stuff as well. And his dialogue and whatnot is snappy, as it always is. Um, he's, he's an extremely polished writer. But, you know, it's kind of like Old Man Logan, actually. Um, this story felt like it should be small and stay small, and it kept getting bigger. Yeah, um, that's it's it's a problem I had with this. I I didn't, and you know, and even my I, uh, <laughs> I was similarly kind of lukewarm on Saga. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, in the, uh, it's a story that was tight enough that didn't need some even just some weird visual elements. Um. I, I I'm I'm sensing I'm just getting this feeling that um, Vaughn likes um, absurd visual elements. Uh, the uh, and they start detracting from they start detracting from the story to me because because it's just because they seem unnecessary. Like you could fill in the role of the uh, the older um, the the older people in this. Mm -hmm. uh, you could fill in the role of them with, uh, without any of this absurd flash that they have, um, and the story would be almost exactly the same. Uh, it, it it's just un, uh, to go that far with them is just unnecessary. Interesting. They're 
it's just it's like taking a um, it's uh, you can by trying to add in all this extra stuff you're actually just making it uh, you're making me focus on it like I, 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 I can't do anything but focus on like well that's kind of that does, that's weird I mean maybe in this world it makes sense but the problem is is that um, the I, I felt so many elements made sense like mm-hmm. the, the the language language oh okay that's cool I can buy that yeah um, you know the uh, all but when but the other elements the it's it's the visual elements the, the visual elements are unnecessary um, and they actually pull me out and, it's, Interesting. and I'm okay. and noticing I mean, do you see what you kind of get what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, I totally get what you're talking about. And I thought it worked better in Saga because, and I actually appreciated a lot of the visual elements of Saga, uh, because it's a big space opera. And it's, it's entirely removed from Earth and anything we know. So I think you're, you have a lot more flexibility to, you know, be a little bit silly and crazy with it. But this story, it's very much grounded in reality. It, and, it is. But, and, you know, I mean, to go back to Saga a little bit. Or I should say um, it should stay grounded in reality, this story, at least somewhat. The, I guess, yeah, the problem, I guess the problem I had with Saga is the character, the character modifications were so, um, like, you could have swapped the, all of them out for, like, fancy. Um, and it would have been almost exactly the same. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, in most cases, I just I, I just felt that that um, I almost felt that the the visual modifications for the, many of the characters were lazy. Uh, like I can't you know in this space world I can't think uh, you know I'm not going to draw something that looks like a, a real alternate you know uh, <clears throat> a real different space race or something like that so i'm just going to build um you know human animal hybrids and run with that and a guy with a tv fair face uh it's i mean it looks neat when you look at it Mm -hmm. but when i follow the story it makes no sense it doesn't uh it doesn't add it doesn't add anything to the story sure it's like um the uh so it's uh um that's the, that's the problem. I, that's the problem I have here is I could replace I could replace some of the visual elements of this with something less outlandish, and it wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't drag me out of the story. It wouldn't make me look at it and go, ah, well that's just a oh well that guy just flew in on wing you know wings from the future I guess. Eh. But is that really necessary? Probably not. Um, there's no, there's no part of the story that, that it makes it feel like that that's important at all. I think the difference, um, to me at least, and I understand what you're saying. I, I don't entirely agree with, I, I really like the TV face people in Saga. I think they're, they're kind of a silly feature that just worked for me, but I think the difference can be summed up this way between Saga and Paper Girls to me. There is no lying cat. Now, Lion Cat is a legitimately great implementation of a crazy idea. Because yeah. that character 
repeatedly serves a purpose. Yes. And uh, it is actually be... crucial to the story at points in Saga. Um, so that kind of like just insanity that when you look at Lion Cat, you know, I, it once it was created, it needed to be there. Oh, yeah. Um, it, it, it I didn't was, it was get great. any of that from Paper Girls. No. Um, so, I mean, I, 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 most of what I got from Paper Girls is like, um, you know, it's fun. I can kind of see what, sort of, you know, by the end of the first volume, I could see what story they were building. Mm-hmm. Um, they did. They definitely gave you an idea of where it, of, of at least what type of story it's going to be. Um, the uh, so, you know, at least you know by the end, they they uh, they give some sort of direction, and the uh, it has some elements of it that were you know, you know, uh, were definitely fun and interesting the uh the introduction to the other teenagers um i mean the other teenagers were were fine and i actually the, uh, that's that's said, one of my gripes with the story and when i talk about it it got too big and you interpreted mm-hmm. your kind of the same idea of it got too absurd for absurd's sake they're, they're mm-hmm. kind of the same idea um they're correlated at least um mm-hmm. I really wanted to see these four girls adventure together, like stand by me, except, you know, four paper girls, mm-hmm. you know, where it's about them and it's about their interaction as friends and coming together. And I felt like the bigger it got, the more absurd it got and whatnot, the more that was being sacrificed about their relationships, which is what I uh, wanted to read yeah. about. You know, which is I wanted to read about them figuring things out. And, you know, it it should have been a coming of age story, but it but it turned out it wasn't. You know? Yeah, that makes sense. The uh, um, yeah, I, I like uh, small stories, you know, I, mean, I do. Hell, I'm writing a story basically about myself riding the bus right now, uh, which is absolutely agonizing to write. Like I, I intentionally chose to write about myself because it, it was just so brutally difficult. But, you know, I, I want I like small stories. I, I like things that are about people, not about events. Oh, it's it's brutal for us to hear about you, too. Yeah, it's really I mean, I basically the story is about me using myself as a punching bag. Uh, that's really what it's about. Yeah, you make a good punching bag. I do. As yeah. as, as somebody who would know, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, you make make a decent one. Nick punched me in in the face on my birthday, so that was that was awesome. Thanks. Nick. Um, well, you know, at least you at least you never uh, you know held a lasting grudge over it. No, uh, not the, at all. Uh, especially considering how great my reason was. Yeah, yeah, that was the second time I had been punched in the face that day. Um. Uh, Nick had no reason, reason for it. <laughs> yeah, that was the best. He looks like he really needs to be punched in the face. <laughs> and um, that's what made it the, funny, uh, honestly. It's like just out of nowhere, just this total like nihilistic action by Nick. Like the best, actually, the very best part of it was the fact that you walked halfway home, upset, turned around, and decided you must have deserved it. Yeah, <laughs> I probably did something. <laughs> The, uh, Nick totally I mean, that was... gaslighted me right there. So, um, 
What is that? What is that? That phrase? Um, it's from a. I've heard that. It's before. from a 1940s movie, I believe. Might have been 30s, but I think 40s with Ingrid Bergman, and it's about being horrible to somebody else and convincing that person that they're somehow to blame for it or that they're crazy and that they're misinterpreting the situation. So it's about being a villain, but convincing the other person you're not essentially uh, not really a villain, okay. but just like an, an abuser, uh, a bad person. I had heard that a lot lately. And for some reason I was not understanding what the hell people were talking about. I've, I've just heard that term surface lately. Yeah. So yep. I, yeah, thank you. I'm, I'm I feel in lightened <laughs> you're welcome but uh paper so, girls so uh, i mean do you recommend it i i do but it's kind of a soft recommend i think it's like if you've if you've uh if you've reached the end of your comic library for your your uh, current pull list um the uh yeah yeah check it out i to me it's a uh uh i would I would wait for a couple volumes, almost, mm-hmm. and kind of and kind of see where and, and kind of pick it up then. Uh, yeah, I actually I read two it, volumes of it. Oh, did you? Um, I, yeah. I, I only yeah I only first, so yeah. I I don't know how well they they kind of ran with the next part of the story. Did it's they? Kind I'm, of, I'm guessing. Yeah, um, the the same problems are still there. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Then I wouldn't really recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if the same problems are still there, then I, I mean, if, if the, if the continuing part of it isn't that we get to see them traveling and then kind of get to watch them deal with each other, if that's not it, um, then I'm not really, then I, I could, I could do without it. Yeah. I mean, I, I thought it was okay. Uh, like, like you said, uh, don't, go out of your way to read it probably but it's everything brian k vaughn writes is solid to some extent um i would argue i like saga better than nick does but uh i don't think it's great i think it's quite good i thought um, the writing of some I, I i thought if i if i cover up if i cover up most of the characters mm-hmm. uh, like if i don't if i don't try to interpret how they appear visually i think the story of saga is just fine yeah, just great. And it's, Brian it's, K. It's Vaughn, a great story. Well done. Uh, Brian K. Vaughn is a hell of a dialogue writer. Yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah, his I, dialogue I, is super solid. I think it's one of those things where it's just the the uh, um, the art is the art sometimes in this is to its detriment. Not, not it doesn't uh, to me in many of these cases it just doesn't add something. Sure. And even on Saga, you know what? I think if everyone wasn't so damned Gaga over it i would be i would i would promote it more but i just feel like everyone acts like it's the greatest comic book you know in the past 50 years and yeah it's it's really good but i just don't i think it's just been over promoted you know there's so much quality work being created that i don't know why that book is getting the accolades it gets when like Southern bastards, in my opinion, is just so much more unique and has this like visceral feel to it that, you know, suck me in immediately. And 
you know, why why is that book just kind of like, oh yeah, Southern Bastards is pretty good and Saga is the greatest thing ever. Um, I just, I don't get that. Why Saga is the book that everyone chose to love. And that's not a knock on Saga. Um, you know, it's, I'm not saying it doesn't deserve to be highly regarded. I just don't understand why it is the most highly regarded comic right now. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Um, but it's... Uh... Uh, all I know is that weren't they going to make a show out of it or something? Uh, I'm not sure. You know, it's kind of like um, uh, the same thing with Saga is exactly how I felt about Mad Max Fury Road. Like the internet mm -hmm. just, and the internet does this. It picks champions and it picks villains. And it's like a champion can never be hi highly regarded enough and a villain can never be kicked enough. Um, and I, I don't understand that. Like it, and Mad Max Fury Road was a really good movie. I really liked it, but man, people were like writing these think pieces on it. And I'm like, you realize there's like 14 lines of dialogue in this entire movie, right? And that's unique and that's great. It fit the vibe, but it is not the best movie of the year. No. I mean, it, uh, it's a oh. genre film that was extremely well done, but it, it was kind of absurd and pretty shallow in ways it didn't need to be quite that shallow um and yeah you know i enjoyed the movie but i just don't understand why the internet latches onto stuff like that and goes nuts i don't know uh, i mean i really like i really liked the movie and i think that it was uh anyway i could i could talk about the movie a lot but oh, I, really it, the movie. I enjoyed it as well um, but uh, let me put it this way did mad max fury road deserve best picture consideration um, I think that's a bit of a stretch. Well, here's the problem. I, I have a I have a problem with the with the best picture in general uh, because nine times out of ten, the uh, it's going to be a a drama that may have somewhat more of a limited appeal. Mm -hmm. um, and I mean, gra okay, granted. Here's the thing. I mean, it's there. It's technically it's not our award show. It's their award show. Yep. Um, it's uh, you know, it's what the it, it's what the academy, you know, it's what the academy thinks is the best picture. And most of the time, they're going to go with whatever is the most uh, dramatic. Um, the uh, you know, well, yeah, it. And I, I think that they make them some great movies. But for I guess if you're making an award show for, um for uh viewer i guess viewer appreciation not not viewer taste not like not like people's choice or something like that but if you're trying to um if you're trying to rate i guess what the you know the quality of movies as uh outside of the academy i think that it breaks down into a few more different categories yeah and <laughs> obviously um, the uh, i agree with you that the golden Okay. Golden Globes try to do this. Uh, Golden Globes try to do this, but then, of course, then they just manage to stretch the definition of comedy, yeah, <laughs> um, to include non-comedies, right? Um, so, uh, but anyway, it's just it's all you know, it's all awards and whatnot. Of course, it doesn't make anything a a, <clears throat> a better or worse movie. No, um, it's all just people, you know, you know, people slapping each other on the back. But yeah, and um, I agree that uh, you know action movies and comedies and whatnot don't get enough 
consideration for their greatness. <clears throat> I'm just saying especially that... Especially because... Especially because comedies are actually one of the most difficult kinds of movies to pull off. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's just, I didn't think Mad Max Fury Road was good enough to break through that kind of wall. I mean, it was it was extremely well done, and it had a lot going for it. But there were just certain inconsistencies and like things that just didn't fully jibe with me that I, it what really bothered me is all the think pieces on the internet about how it's taken down the patriarchy and yeah okay so that that was a major theme of the movie but it just didn't it didn't it didn't strike me as being as important a film as a lot of people talked it up to be no i i think it was i think it was good for the genre oh absolutely it's a it's a brilliant um, I, genre and, film and i think it was a great movie um I think it was. Uh, uh, <clears throat> I think it was. It was smart to make it. Um, you know, it has a couple points in it, um, where it's something it's it's trying to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it did. A, it did. A, I think overall did a great job of, of, of making of making some of those points. Perhaps enough, enough to where it made some people want to try and. Uh, hold it up as some sort of stand battle standard but mm-hmm. um then that's probably the part we're not so happy i think it's a little bit annoying yeah anyway whereas i just watched arrival which is one of the most perfect films i've seen in several years oh my god i mean that movie like uh somebody said on my facebook wall it was a brilliant movie but i felt like i'd run a marathon afterwards it was amazing how intense that movie was while virtually nothing was happening and it held that intensity for two hours. And it was an exhausting film to watch. But it was so mm. good. Oh my god, that movie's smart. So yeah, many uh, little was... clever, like, just... Yeah. Oh god, I, ju- I just can't recommend that movie highly enough. Amy Adams just kills it in that role. Uh, I, I thought it was a great movie. Yeah, um, yeah you told me the, to watch uh, it. I... I yeah, probably wouldn't have watched it as soon as I did, if you hadn't recommended it so strongly. Yeah, I mean, it's a, um, it is a. I know it's kind of a funny way to say this, but it's like you took a uh, a M Night Shyamalan film and didn't put it up its own ass. <laughs> exactly. Yep, it is a surprise movie, um, for sure, and. Uh, you know, it has one of the most clever twists, and then it gets the hell out before you can think about it too much and realize it doesn't make a lot of sense. But that's okay sometimes, especially when you're dealing with what that mo- the topic that that movie is dealing with. Um, it's okay to make it confusing because that's part of you are you are sharing the same emotional stock that the characters are sharing on screen, which is like, <laughs> what the fuck just happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they do. Uh, it does all that movie does a lot right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, great movie. If you haven't seen it, go out and see it. It's uh, it's great. It's just a fun movie. It's a um, it's a movie that um, that could be the worst of. It could be the worst um, Star Trek episode, but it doesn't. <laughs> yeah. 
And as my wife said, and it's funny that Nick mentioned that. And just a couple hours before that, my wife said, you know what? That movie was like the best of Star Trek because it avoided Jordy and Data standing around for five minutes, throwing like magic science words at each other, trying to explain something that just shouldn't have been explained. And it didn't bog itself down with that kind of exposition that is just basic science magic shit, which is what Star Trek does far too frequently. Yeah. So it's a, a but great, yeah, great movie. Um, glad you finally had a chance to see it. Yeah, for sure. The, uh, um, it does, it, it has a, 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 a moment that irks me a little bit in that the, uh, um, the right wing soldier kind of annoyed me. Yep. That was, that was the one part of the movie that kind of sucked me out of it. It, it felt forced when I don't think it needed to be quite that forced. Yeah. There, there was a, there was a, there, I always felt, I look at that and I said, there's a better way to do that part. Yep. Yep. I mean, the, uh, the actual outcome and the actions that took place could have been believable. But I felt like it kind of sprang out of nowhere. Like it felt like the movie was originally two hours and fifteen minutes, not two hours, and that they cut five minutes out of that. That kind of should have stayed there. Yeah, you know that was it, the only complaint. Only complaint that I had really. Yeah. Uh, the 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 mid movie villain go a little bit Anakin Skywalker. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was a tough part for me. It's a bit of a leap between them having these thoughts and committing these actions. Yeah, uh, that's it, it is a bit tough. But um, I, I mean, that is an extremely small gripe in a movie that allows you to get past that pretty quickly, and there's still almost half a movie left. Yeah. Um. Yep. Yeah, so it's but otherwise it's a great it's a great movie. So, uh, we, because we can't, because we're geeks and we cannot not gripe about even thing, find grace about things that we love. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> it's in our nature. We it's, can't help it. Yeah, it's what we do. But um, so, so uh, we also caught up on Scurry. Now, we covered Scurry maybe 20 episodes ago. I'm really just guessing. I just made up a number and we're just going to say 20. Uh, sure. Yeah, and it's a tapastic book, and it's done by Max Smith. And we read, I think, the first two chapters. Maybe we just read the first chapter. I think we just read the first chapter. Yeah, no, we did. We did only because I, I, in fact, when we were rereading this, I went back over it. Oh, okay. And yeah. um, so now, a Mac is. Let's see. I think he's partway through chapter four. I only read through the end of chapter three because I like to do entire chapters at once. Um, I'm a terrible webcomic reader because I only like to read something that has logical stopping points. Yeah. Like a lot yeah. of the time, I won't even stop in the middle of a graphic novel. Does make it. Does make it. It does make it difficult to go back. Yeah, yeah. And so then I have to wait several months. But I wanted to revisit Scurry because first, I mean, uh, the art is what drives the story. I mean, the art is just unbelievably good. Maximus painting of these rodents and his 
backgrounds and lighting. And I'm looking at the cover for chapter four right now. And it's a mouse looking out of a birdhouse peephole thing, you know. Um, mm. And it's just absolutely gorgeous. But if you don't know what Scurry's about, it is about these rodents who live in a human-free world. And it's about them trying to survive this, you know, newly savage world without humans of wild animals and stuff like that coming back. And the reason it's human-free is only lightly touched upon, but it's actually really a clever way of playing with a genre. And I don't want to totally give it away. But I love this book. I just love it. Yeah, it's a, it's it's fun to read. I, the uh, I felt one of the chapters one of the chapters in in setting one part of it up slowed down a little bit. Um, Is that the uh, betrayal two. part? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, slowed, I felt it, the same it, way. It, it slows down a little bit, but then the, then the book picks back up, and I'm like, oh, cool, we're back here again. Exactly. Yay! If they're out <laughs> if they're out adventuring and stuff like that, that's what I want to see. I don't want to see mouse intrigue so much. Um, I want to see mouse adventuring. Musketeering. Yeah. I, musketeering. <laughs> awesome. I, th- I was thinking the ex- I was thinking the exact same thing as I was reading this. I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm just reading through this part to get back to the other part. Yep. Yep. But when and you know that's not a knock because eighty plus percent of the book is that other part that we really really like. So mm-hmm. I could deal with 10 pages of, oh, this isn't my favorite thing in the world um, if I know that it's going to jump right back to the stuff that I love. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, like some, it's like somebody making, uh, it's like somebody making, uh, uh, you know, it's like somebody selling you, what's a bad hamburger uh, or a mediocre hamburger? Um, oh, it's like some, it, it would be like when you were a kid and somebody said, oh, we're going to get Domino's pizza mm-hmm. and then said, and after, and afterwards we're going to, and afterwards we're going to have root beer floats. Yeah, exactly. The, and, uh, no, actually because, we're going to have a root beer float. Then we're going to have Domino's pizza. Then we're going to have another root beer float. Exactly. That's kind of what the story uh, feels like. Because it was, uh, uh, now Domino's since changed a lot, but back when we were kids, Domino's. Domino's was, was terrible. Like, oh. It was, yeah, it was a, it was a, it was, it was the basic minimum that you could get to call something pizza. I mean, it would appear it had bread, yeah. it had sauce, it had cheese, and maybe it had pepperoni on it. But for some reason, those combination of items did not taste the way that they could from other, like they did at other pizzas. Yeah, you know, um, it's really bad when you're like, oh, do we go for Pizza Hut or Domino's? And everybody in the room's like, fuck Domino's Pizza Hut. (laughs) It's not like Pizza Hut is some great pizza. It's just by comparison, it seems great. Um, Wow. We really, we really took that analogy and ran with it. Didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Because I felt like I needed to explain what Domino's was, (laughs) but more root beer floats. In fact, now that I say root beer floats, God damn it. I want a root beer float. I know. That sounds good. Doesn't it? Uh, I just realized I have root beer. I just do not have an ice cream. Oh yeah. Same here. Actually. Uh, I know. I know. This is a this is this is a problem. I need to solve this problem. <laughs> I was ma- I was making malts recently, the uh, and I ran out of the rest of the vanilla ice cream. Ah, yeah. So 
unnecessary yeah unnecessary <laughs> part of my life that I need to mention um, but yes scurry um, yeah it's, it, scurry is you know when when scurry is back on the road as an adventure comic it is great it's not even it's not bad actually it's not bad when it when it does the intrigue part it's just that the the adventure part is so good it's yeah, so much fun and this is something that I don't say often about things because again I like small stories um, I almost never say I want to know more about this world and whatever Max Smith did with this book and I can't quite put my finger on it I want to know more about the scurry world and yeah, I want to see it from it, the perspective I think it's the perspective it's uh, it's not yeah, it's it's not the and, and honestly it's not the people I want to know about no as no. much I want to know about I want to know about the animals yeah absolutely <laughs> um I I couldn't give a <laughs> a rat's ass rat's about ass. the um, people but I want to see the world from the mouse perspective and how they're going to adapt to it yeah uh, uh, totally and he is thus far he has stayed away from explaining too much about why the humans are gone and i hope that stays that way i don't need to know yeah in fact i feel like it's the type of thing that could not maybe ruin a story but severely degrade it because you again like paper girls you're getting away from the heart of what yeah. made it a great story going into exposition about why this happened that that's not important to the mice so i want to hear you know i i want to i want it to stay on the mice and i want it to be about the mice figuring things out yeah i think they could do uh uh i scurry if just released in you know like uh i, I mean i wish you i wish you was just making more money on it just as a regular comic because i would read the comic this book has to be picked up and published at some point i mean it is absolute insanity if somebody like image or vertigo or somebody doesn't pick up this book and get it on mainstream comic book shelves because it is better than 90 percent of the shit out there i mean <laughs> we're talking about a book that can stand up next to like we were talking about earlier saga and not only not be embarrassed, but in some ways you're kind of like, I kind of dig what Scurry's doing better. I mean, it's that. Yeah, well, good. I mean, yeah, I, I might actually. Um, you know what? The uh, uh, oh, he's selling it. Well, I mean, he's at least he's selling it as a collection. Yeah, yeah. Um, he is. I believe it's self-published. I don't think it's through anyone. But, no, it's a, it was Kickstarter and all yeah. that, and, and then he also has a, a you know Patreon. Mm -hmm. Patreon whatever account yeah um, and you know i'm not saying it um you know he he needs to go pursue this necessarily because this comic is so strong that i think he's probably earning a pretty solid living just self-publishing and doing it himself i'm saying the publishers themselves are doing their business a disservice by not pursuing books like this like i believe mouse guard was done similarly i think that was a web comic that was picked up by archaea as if, if that's right. how it's pronounced and then published but i mean in my opinion this is the type of book that not only should mac you know submit to a book like image this is the type of thing image should be going out and getting yeah. because he has proven that he can stick to a schedule 
Uh, he releases um, a page every few days, and he's been doing it for um, about a year, I think now. So this I was think... one of those comics. It was it was one of those comics where I was I was like pleasantly surprised how much new stuff was out there. Oh yeah, um, I mean, he's cranking because out because I was like, yeah. Uh, considering the quality of every page, I can't believe he's producing material this quickly. Yeah. The uh... so yeah, I was. Uh, um... I was, it was so good before, but I, I, I think I didn't want to, you're right. I didn't want to see it in just chapters. I mean, I like, I mean, uh, I'm sorry, the reverse of that. I didn't want to see it in just individual pages. I kind of wanted to see bricks of the story at a time. Yep. Yep. Um, and that's why I said we should go back to it because I flipped over to it for the first time in a few months and I was like, holy crap, there's a ton of pages here. There's enough mm -hmm. to read and we should talk about it again. Yep. So, um, and by yeah, the way, yeah. I keep using the pronoun he for Max Smith. You know, that is a, a more masculine name, but I'm not 100% sure it's a he, and I should probably not do that. Um, so, my apologies <laughs> if um, I'm getting that wrong. The uh, uh, Max Smith is. That doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> yeah, she really doesn't matter. Uh, but uh, Max Smith. Sorry, Max Smith. What do you say? That's Max Smith. M-A-C right. Smith. M-A-C. Yeah, for some reason when you said it, it sounded like Max, and I'm like, uh. Yeah, yeah, the S drags into the uh, C. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's but it's it's a great. Uh, it's just a great comic. You should read it. If you haven't read it but based off of what we said before, you should read it now. Um, yeah, you can find yeah, it at the... scurrycomic.com. Yep. And also tap um, It's yep, worth every second you will spend reading it. Of course, Absolutely. it's free, so you don't pay for it, but you should pay for it if you could pay for it. Yep. Uh, or you could support him, you know. Yeah, the, you can uh, hop over to his Patreon. and uh, Definitely. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all right. Uh, what else do we have? I think that's it. Yeah, that's about all we have. And, you know, we that's spent so long that. talking about... Um, Rubier floats and dominoes and then email lists. Um, we were really bad at staying anywhere near a topic today. Why? Why? Why stay on topic? Yeah, I mean, well, that's kind of par for the course with us. Mm -hmm. Not necessary. No. So, so um, anyway, yeah. yeah. So we'll be back in a, a few weeks. Uh, we we're trying to do every other week, but it's probably going to be. <coughs> off and on we might do consecutive podcasts when it's convenient or we might not do something for three weeks so i just want to get away from the notion that we are going to stick to any kind of schedule because eh, because i will let suck brock at down it. because we suck because at i it. because i will let brock down yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's what he's really getting to no uh, but it's also I me like him. we almost <clears throat> didn't record this weekend because i did a last minute convention yesterday so um, you know, stuff like that pops up. Broke convention. Yep. Da -da 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 -da. So anyway, um, yeah, so we'll be back in a few weeks. And thanks for listening. Be sure to drop us a line at countercomic at gmail.com. You can also visit our website at schlockworks.com where you can find our archives or read some of the projects that I've been working on lately. Um, if you're so inclined, swing by iTunes or Stitcher or give us a review. That's all I have for this week. I'm Brock Beauchamp. I'm Nick Hemsing. Bye-bye.